welcome once again to Confessions of a Broom Closet Witch. My name is Monica, and uh, if you missed the first episode, I'm basically going to discuss, you know, my journey and my decisions and what I am doing in my path to becoming a witch. I currently consider myself an apprentice witch. I've been practicing for about six months now, and uh, happy new moon, everyone. Next upcoming moon is going to be the wolf moon. So this will be interesting. This is my first time really paying attention to the moons and what they're for and everything. Now I have been trying to follow the moon cycle and kind of set my intentions based on it and everything. But I, again, I'm still learning. So I'm still figuring it out. I think things have gone so well so far. So for this episode, I kind of want to talk about my first steps into witchcraft and pagan worship. I had absolutely zero clue what I was doing, and I kind of still don't have any clue what I was doing. Like I said, I'm still learning, and uh, the path of witchcraft I found out at the right at the very beginning is just learning and educating yourself the entire time, which is really, really cool. There, I have found a wonderful resource on discord where there's a couple of different discord servers that I'm a part of that have all kinds of books and resources. So I am going to enjoy throwing myself into it kind of like Hermione Granger at Hogwarts kind of thing. Um, so I'm excited for that. But uh, one of the first things I did was I looked up Freya because I wanted to know more about her and who she was and what that would mean for me. And she is the goddess of war and beauty and witchcraft. So finding myself in that situation was like, wow, this is awesome. I want to become a witch and I have this vision of the goddess of witchcraft of the Norse pantheon. I was floored. So I felt like I was definitely moving in the right direction. I spent my first days just browsing over internet articles. I have a lot of different apps and stuff on my phone, but I didn't think for even a second to go consulting any of them. So I do have a decent intelligence level, but sometimes it just misses on what I should look at first or just other options that I have available to me. So my first days were spent on Google and on Pinterest because I figured if anything, those would be some pretty good places to start. And it was. On Pinterest, I created a witchery board that I keep locked and secret because my sister knows my Pinterest username and she knows how to find it. So I do have a couple of secret boards that I keep just for me on the off chance that for some reason in her randomly getting on Pinterest on a whim, because she's not always on it, she just doesn't happen to look me up and find these boards, which she doesn't really tend to look me up anyway, so it's all good. She will send me the occasional pin over text message though, so, and it's okay because it's not like she's looking for me on Pinterest. So as a broom closet witch, that kind of keeps things a little bit easier on the down low for me. And uh, I don't run into any awkward conversations with her on that. So I started saving informational things. 
that's what I started with first. There were several different pins on what you should write down in your grimoire or your book of shadows. What do you need to research first? I found one that was top 10 things beginner witches need to study or research. So I've got a hold of that. I started looking up the correspondences. I still have no idea how to use it, but I will get there. So I'm looking all of that up and I start getting all these other pins out of nowhere. And it's like, oh, this is all incredible. I don't know what to do with any of it. And then I got the idea to start looking on Reddit for other people to talk to because I did kind of poke on Facebook, but with the rest of my family being on Facebook, despite the fact that my mom really doesn't use it anymore and neither does my sister, getting involved in a Facebook witchcraft group doesn't always keep secret. So instead of looking on Facebook, I decided to look on Reddit. And uh, some of you are here because I posted about this show on Reddit. The first couple of places I started on Reddit were the Witchcraft subreddit, the Broom Closet Witch subreddit, and the Baby Witch subreddit. Now, some people don't like the term Baby Witch, some people do. I say where that term is concerned, as long as you're comfortable with using it and you're the one using it, I don't really see a problem with it. But if you're not comfortable with using the term baby witch, I believe after a certain point, or even when you just start using the term apprentice witch would be just as good. But that's just me. Different people prefer different things and that's okay. We're all tolerant and accepting and welcoming as far as I've learned. So I'm really totally into it for that aspect because having grown up Catholic, I went through confirmation at 15 in high school. And let me tell you, 15 year olds should not be making permanent life decisions on what religious path they're going to follow because 15 year olds are idiots. (laughs) Straight up, no shitting, 15 year olds are idiots. I know that I would never, ever, ever go back and redo high school, ever. To any of you that would, my main question is why, but again, your choices. But we did have, during the classes for confirmation, these different sit-down things. We had somebody who was appointed as our youth advisor who talked us through all these different things. And the choir director's daughter happened to be in my confirmation group. And she asked a question during one of these class sessions about what about other religions? What about people who worship differently? Say Muslims or Jews, Buddhists, all of that. Do they get to go to heaven? Do they get to go to their higher place? And I remember very distinctly the youth advisor saying no, that the only true way to heaven was being Catholic and there is no exception for anyone else and that they were all basically going to be damned to hell for their beliefs. And I hated that because he didn't even question other Christians. And it just felt very weird to me. It's like, I think he gave some leeway for Baptists or something, but I don't, I don't remember it all very clearly, but he basically worded it in a way that anybody who was not Christian slash Catholic was basically going to rot in hell when they died. And that left me feeling very weird, especially because a couple of years ago, I had been in middle school and I had developed this fascination with astrology. And then when we got into ninth or 10th grade English, I became fascinated with our 
unit that we were doing on Greek mythology and the Greek deities and so on and so forth. And I am now of the point where I'm not too crazy about the word mythology because for those of us who are pagan and we celebrate these other religions, it's not mythology to us. It is our religion. It is our way of life or what we learn to become and accept our way of life. So even then at 15, hearing that left a bad taste in my mouth. And then, of course, I back then when I was younger, it was there for a minute and then it was gone and we were right back into it. And um, the youth pastor, or youth advisor, excuse me, he wasn't the youth pastor. We really didn't have youth pastors back then. But uh, the youth advisor always kind of came off as nutty anyway because he apparently told us that the Garden of Eden actually did happen despite the fact that uh, my dad, who went to seminary, said, no, it's just basically a story. So (laughs) he was a little questionable anyway. But the first thing you need to do when you decide is to study. So that's what I put myself into doing. And I found the Reddit groups and they found in those Reddit groups, the one thing that I had been looking for, hopefully to help me with everything, was what kind of apps could I use on my phone that if I buried it right, this would really help me with my practice and everything. So I found a lot of decent apps and I'll probably devote an episode to some of the ones that I use personally. But other than that, I also kind of started stumbling into cardamancy. This was the next thing I started teaching myself. I am still working on learning a cardamancy. I did find a good tarot app online through one of the Reddit's Labyrinthos. And I've been using that to teach myself tarot. And I learned very quickly that cartomancy and tarot are not the same. They are somewhat different. And the cartomancy, I started with that because I had a physical deck of playing cards I could use. They've got Thor Ragnarok on the back, which is fine by me. I love that movie. Valkyrie is awesome. So <laughs> little hello and shout out to all the other nerdy witches out there. Um, <laughs> and I started using that deck to really begin my baby steps of learning cardamancy and tarot. And I think I'm doing okay. I'm not entirely sure. However, I did find myself getting away from using the playing cards and getting into using the Labyrinthos decks. And part of me is like, this is just as valid. And another part of me is like, I'm not entirely sure if this is valid because I'm not actually shuffling a deck. But until I get into a place where I have my own house and I can have a house or apartment, I can have my own altar set up. I can have my own decorations and do spell casting in the open and just be comfortable with myself in my place, in my own place. I can't exactly use the playing cards as readily as I'd like. And I also am not able to just order a tarot deck online, even though I'd really love to. Um, for the simple fact that I do still live at home with my family. Now, hopefully, knock on wood, because I do believe in that little superstition, after all the vaccines are distributed, we can kind of somewhat develop a sense of normalcy and I can work on eventually moving out and living on my own. However, I do know my parents would like to move in the next couple of years, so I don't know. Everything's kind of up in the air still. I'm still figuring it out. And I'm going to be figuring it out for a long, long time. I think that's the number one thing. The number one thing I would say to anybody, don't worry about trying to completely 100% fit yourself in a box because nobody knows what the heck they're doing and nobody knows who the heck they are. (laughs) 
we're all still figuring ourselves out as we go. That's my number one piece of advice that I'm going to stumble upon for you there. And again, my apologies if all of this seems a little scatterbrained. I'm still working it out, obviously. Now, during all of this time while I'm beginning to teach myself these things, I have decided to get into what can I do in the meantime for myself that I can get away with because it'll look normal in some respect. My kid sister decided she no longer wanted to keep a, I believe it's a quartz geode. I'm going to try and see if I can figure out exactly what kind of crystal it is. And it's a two half crystal geode. And she had broken it open because it was a gift to crack open from when my younger sister, my other younger sister, went on a trip to go spend some time with a friend who needed a little more mental support than she could give over the phone. So my kid sister decided she no longer wanted this geode. So she asked me if I wanted it. I figured this was the perfect way to start collecting, excuse me, collecting crystals. This was not the first time I've ever collected a crystal. My first time collecting a crystal or magic rock or whatever was in middle school. We went to a museum on a school trip and I bought myself a little uh, crystal cage necklace. It's just basically this little spiral cage on a cord. And I bought myself a rock to go in it. I debated back and forth and I ended up getting two. One was a Zuni bear. And I forget exactly what the stone was, but I loved it because it was a little bear shape. The other one was a rose quartz stone for love because I had the biggest crush on a boy and I hoped beyond all hope that this rock would work for me. (laughs) And I believed then at a young age that this could work. This could really, really work. Hopefully. I didn't put overly amounts of stock into it, but I wanted it to work for me. So that's what I got. I have no idea where the rose quartz stone and the Zuni bear went to, but I, this is something I've done before. And the more I started researching and looking up things and going through witchy Pinterest pins and whatnot, I began to realize there's more and more witchy things that I was doing regularly already. I have a tendency to wish for things when I stirred my hot chocolate. I was always looking at the stars and the moon and always fascinated with that. I do enjoy walks through nature. I don't really think I am a green witch. I'm not sure. I'll just stick with the eclectic witch witch for now. But again, don't put yourself in boxes. Don't worry about putting yourself in boxes. But I had found more and more that I did get a sense of peace from nature, that there was some sort of calm energy in all of it, and that I did feel the energy shift going between places, or that something was a more powerful underlying energy or not, among other things. So I figured maybe this is really, really supposed to be who I am. Then on that fateful August 1st new moon, when I had the dream, or it was a full moon, pardon me, when I had that little dream vision about Freya and everything just kind of solidified everything essentially for me as I'm looking through all these resources. So it's all kind of come together in a way. Now this, of course, was going in the first couple of weeks. As I, first couple of weeks, first couple of months, as I'm learning and teaching myself. And I did not 
start by going, okay, I am going to full out work with Freya because she called to me. I didn't feel like it was a good way to start. I felt like I needed more to learn, that I needed to do more research and whatnot. I also decided that I wasn't going to consider working with any deity right away because of how new I was to the practice. And I still am relatively new to the practice. I also decided that in those moments, the one key thing that I needed to do was to work on filling out my grimoire, my book of shadows. And if you remember from the last episode, it's this little binder thing that my mom got for me to use as a planner, but I suck with planners. So I decided to turn it into a grimoire. I also decided to start a witchy journal. And I did okay logging things for the first couple of days. However, I am horrible with journals too. Thus, the podcast that I have started. I am a lot better with running a podcast than I am with keeping a journal. Trust, please trust me on that one, I promise you. So I would write down certain things and whatnot. I do actually have a few sections of my grimoire started. I have a section devoted to uh, deity research. I do have a page devoted to Freya and all the information I've found on her so far. I have a page that I believe I'm starting for Athena. It's been a couple of days since I looked in it. And I have a section devoted to learning divination. I've started with cardomancy and tarot because that is the easiest one for me to really start with because I've already got the pack of playing cards and the Liberanthos app that I found. I do want to get into really figuring out palmistry and astrology. Those two things really fascinate me. So I'm going to add those. I do have a section started for correspondences and I believe... I have one for candle magic as well, as well as a section for sigils. I did start working on sigil magic as well because I think that's something that I can manage to do that isn't going to draw too much um, attention from my family. And that's the whole number one thing. I've already drawn a couple of different sigils. They're a little weird. I'm still trying to figure it out. But I do have one for personal protection. I have one that I actually activated and used to protect the house that we all live in. I have cast a couple of sigils onto my Fitbit. Uh, the, the personal protection is on the Fitbit as well as one for health and fitness. So we'll see how that's working out uh, eventually. But the number one thing that I've learned about all of this that I have found is that Spells are putting your dearest wishes, whatever you're hoping for, to whatever you're hoping to achieve, out into the ether. It is to help you gather that energy and to work towards that. Just putting it out there so that, hey, I have spoken this into the universe and I will manifest it. The second part of a spell is always putting the work behind it. Some you don't really do much for them. And I have cast a spell like that where the work of it was just casting the spell and then watching and seeing for results. But the other half of spells, you do have to put in some work for it. So it's been interesting. I've only really cast two major spells. So I will talk about those in a a later episode as well as um, some things to go along with the, that episode, 
will definitely be to talk about alters and what I do about tools and whatnot. So I'm going to try and keep these episodes to about 30 minutes and uh, because I don't want to take up all of your time. <laughs> so next time, I believe I will talk about uh, some of the spells that I've cast and what I do in the way of an altar. I found a really, really cool, interesting thing about a mint tin altar. Um, so that's going to be the focus of the next next episode. Um, thank you guys. Excuse me. Thank you all. I'm going to learn to use gender neutral language if it is the last thing I do. Thank you all so much for joining me and for the overwhelming response I got for the first episode. Um, statistic wise, 70 plus downloads. I wasn't expecting that. My, my very first podcast got about like 10 to 20 or so. So this is really, really cool. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you're enjoying this and I hope you have a wonderfully magical day wherever it is you're at, whatever time of day it is. Blessed be. I'll see you next week.